Podcast Network Asia. This podcast is on a mission to end the orphan crisis. You're listening to Families the Answer, powered by Podcast Network Asia. We share resources and stories to equip families who plan to adopt and foster, empower advocates who fight for vulnerable mothers and children, and invite communities to impact generations. I'm Krina Kunahensen, the Executive Director for Generations Home, a nonprofit organization and licensed child placement agency based in the Philippines. Learn more about our work through our website, generationshome.org. Now, let's jump in to this week's topic. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Families Answer podcast. We are super excited to be back with some fresh content. I know it's been a while. We've definitely missed um, churning out new content for you guys. Um, Also really excited that I think we're going to be adding a video component to our podcast moving forward. So that's also something to look out for. Um, But we have a lot of announcements today um, coming out of you know, a a big event that we had earlier this month. Um, But with me is my husband, John, who is also really has been a big part of the work that we've done. He's been a critical member of our team from day one. And I think you guys are going to be seeing more of John moving forward. So really glad about that. Um, So together, we just thought we wanted to debrief the event that we just had share a little bit about that with those that didn't get to make it. Um, and then maybe share a little bit about our big surprise for everybody and just the big news around um, our name change and and where we're going from here on out. So yeah, maybe to get started, John, do you want to just share with us kind of your thoughts on the April 1st event that we had, which was really a celebration to mark our fifth anniversary and uh, to announce the relaunching of Ruhe Foundation as Generations Home. Yeah, I mean, I think it was just an amazing event. Um, great job to you guys and, and the team um, and everyone else who, who supported us. I think just remembering five years of, of, of work, five years of your partnerships, um, five years of, of fighting and getting clear about how we can really solve the orphan crisis and what our role is. I think we've never been more clear, never been more excited about how we can really um, implement change um, that would really impact this, this the generations within our nation in the Philippines. And um, I, I was just so happy to see all of our partners um, from the government and from the nonprofit sector, but right. also from the corporate sector, from churches. It was it was just wonderful um, seeing also old friends and family. We were all able to come together and really celebrate really God's faithfulness um, in, 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 in our work and, yeah. and, um, and the mission that he's called us to, to be a part of, we just feel so humbled and privileged to be a part of it. So, so yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think we were just so grateful. I want to acknowledge that, you know, we were in the presence of the national authority for childcare. Um, many of their staff, including their undersecretary, Janela Ejercito Estrada came, um, spoke at the event. Um, we had representatives from the office of Senator Pia Cayetano, who was one of the co-authors of RA11642, which is the new domestic adoption law. And I mean, when you have, when you're in the presence of men and women who um, are giving their life, to serve the Philippines in that capacity. I think it's very humbling. And it's also very exciting to see so many partners with this, with similar agendas yeah. coming together in one room <laughs> and just celebrating uh, what the last five years have been like for us. And so, 
you know, we also want to take this chance to say thank you. Um, we were just incredibly, incredibly grateful that so many of you came to celebrate with us on April 1st. Um, that the last five years have been truly um, remarkable. And we know that it could only be possible with the support of many organizations, many individuals who have walked with us and carried us yeah. through the last five years. I'm just thinking back to like five years ago, right? And when I look back five years ago when we were starting this work and we were kind of trying to figure out what we were going to do exactly, yeah. we've come to understand the orphan crisis um, a lot more deeply. Mm -hmm. Um, it's much more complex yep. than it seems at the onset. You know, I remember thinking in 2017, <clears throat> you know, it's a quick fix. All we need to do is this, 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 and this, and, you know, it'll be done. But realizing as you get deeper and deeper into the work, yep. understanding that it's not that simple, it's not that straightforward. Um, but there are creative solutions at hand. That's right. That's yeah. Right. I, I like how you said um, getting, getting clear about the problem. Um, when we entered this space, we saw a huge problem. But we didn't realize how complex it was. Um, it was very easy for us to say, oh, this is the solution or this is a culprit. That's the right. culprit. And kind of point fingers. Kind of point fingers. Um, but I think after five years, being able to get on the ground, talk to pregnant women who are in crisis, yeah. speak to social workers right. who are doing an amazing work, um, speaking to children's homes and speaking to the government, um, the government sector, we realized really how how everyone is doing a good work and everyone is doing what they can. It's just, there are, there are gaps. And I think we're getting clear about our role and how we could fill some of those gaps. But yeah. I think the word that comes to mind after five years is, um, I feel like I have a greater, we have a greater as a team compassion for mm. the different stakeholders. stakeholders. So we were very passionate about orphans and vulnerable children at the beginning. But I think after five years, we're gaining compassion for those who are standing with us to do this work. Right. Um, how really it's 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 a multi generational um, crisis, which requires a multi generational effort yeah. with many many partners and stakeholders to come together to to be able to make significant and meaningful change in, in the orphan crisis and. Again, that's one of my highlights from the event is seeing everyone come together. Yeah, and I think just to echo that, I don't know who I was talking to. We've we've been able to talk to so many people in the course of like the last week. And um, I think somebody called it out when it might have been um, Jasmine Buen, our director for advocacy, who said, you know, I realize that it isn't just a multi-generational solution. It's also a multi-sectoral mm -hmm. solution. It requires a multi-sectoral approach that, you know, um, we were in the presence of government officials, of nonprofit organizations, of um, organizations like IJM and Exodus Road that are fighting um, trafficking and, and OSAC and things like that. And then you had, you know, community partners like Podcast Network Asia. Um, we have Smart Parenting, wherein I sit on the board of experts of, of Smart Parenting. And and then you have the church. Um, you had various churches represented. We were in the presence of many members of Every Nation, the Every Nation churches, um, GCF, Favor, um, CCF, IBC. I mean, there were just so many... I'm not mentioning all of them, but the presence of so many churches and pastors and leaders and, and people involved in ministries, Philippines Without Orphans and Operation Compassion and Norfil and just, it was mind blowing, yeah. you know, to think 
wow, if we could bring people together in this way, um, I was just looking at that room. I was getting pretty emotional because I was thinking, can you imagine what's possible if all of us get on the same page, have the same heart and are committed to a response to the orphan crisis? Um, just about anything's possible. And it was really exciting me to see that. And so, I mean, that's just taking you back to our April 1st event and, you know, just how we've come to understand the orphan crisis in a much broader sense, a much yep. deeper sense. That's right. um, but it really started as a response from our family, you know, yep. and taking that step into adopting our eldest daughter, Chloe, and having her completely change our life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Chloe was making sounds in the background, um, but having her completely change our lives and just not being able to imagine life without her yeah. and yeah. deeply humbled when we think about what life would be like had we not had the courage to say yes and we not stepped out towards adoption. So I think that's one thing. Um, but now just thinking about it, um, someone called it out on the April 1st event as well and said, you know, this is a movement. Definitely. And yeah. I just thought, wow, I, I had never thought of it that way. But I, I'm hopeful that indeed our work um, would be, become a movement. And I really hope that becomes true for the work that we do, that we would be able to really move people towards this mission, this mission of ending the orphan crisis yeah. through families. Um, that the step that we took in response, um, our response was adoption, but could be different for just about everyone. It could be foster care. It could be supporting and fueling our work financially. It could be partnering with us with the skills and talents that you have as a volunteer or, or in praying for us and propelling our work forward in whatever capacity. But yeah. I, I really do hope that that is what becomes true of our work, that it really does become a movement in every sense of the word. Yeah, I think movement um, is a really an apt way to describe uh, our vision for for how how we could really cause um, change change to happen. And I like what you said, how everyone has a role to play. Yeah. Um, one of the things we realized is how um, we could be just faithful taking the next step, and we have no idea what that step could do. Um, the impact that step could make. One of the things we're realizing is a small act could make not just a big impact, but in this case, because of the work that we do, a small act could make generational impact. Yeah. Um, you know, um, a donation, um, a skipping coffee for a year or, or, or six months. I don't know. That's too much for somebody, but, <laughs> but be too much if, for me. if you try to compare that with, you know, the potential impact that would make on a child and because you may impact that child, that child's family and future families. And really what we realize is it's generational impact. Right. And I think that's a good segue into one of the things that was announced in that event, right? Yeah. Um, our name change. Um, maybe you could talk a little bit about. Yeah. Well, you know, it was the celebration. I, like I mentioned of five years of impact, but also us relaunching it as generations home. And we've been asked a lot. So does that mean you're still Rohi Foundation? Technically we are. Yeah. And I think a lot of our, nothing about the way we operate um, is changing. Rohe Foundation continues to exist as a child placing agency. We continue to advocate for adoption and build communities where we can create a culture that truly celebrates the caring for vulnerable children. And the DNA remains the same. The packaging and the wrapper um, is something that has shifted. And We've done this, um, you know, as we hit the five-year mark, we knew we were a lot clearer today 
like I mentioned, than we were five years ago of what our role was in our response to the orphan crisis. We believe that, one, we wanted to challenge this idea of a children's home being the final destination for a child. That children don't actually belong in children's homes forever. That was never the design. And so we did announce that we were changing our name from Rohe Foundation to Generations Home. And really exciting for us. I mean, it is a it is kind of a relaunching of sorts. Yeah. Um, and Rohe Corporation, the organization that helped found our work in the Philippines, is still a very big part of, of our operations and yeah. big part of what we do and, and a partner that we hold very, very dear to our hearts. Yeah, I think uh, Rohe, Rohe Corporation in Singapore were really instrumental in, in helping us start this, this work. And we can't thank them enough yeah. um, for believing in us and for trusting in us and, and the work that just had to be done here. Um, and they will always be part of, our, of who we are. Um, that's the, our DNA. And I think one of the things that we inherited from them is this idea of thinking generations. That's something that we inherited from them. It's, it's this idea of in everything you do, have a bigger view of, of things. Right. Take a bird's eye view. Step back and, and think about how will this impact not just the next year, two years, three yeah. years, not just one child or but how do you think bigger and, and think generationally? And it really change change everything. It's perspective that we take. And I think that's that was a starting place. And that that really became part of our who we were and our identity at Rohe Foundation, now Generations Home. So when we were beginning to think about this name change, that was really the, the place where we started because of the work of families. We realized, hey, this is directly relatable to that way of thinking. Every act that we do impacts generations. And and when we started thinking that way, it, it helped us really clarify our purpose um, in the orphan crisis. Yeah. And that's why we believe in families, because family is what allows for permanent, sustainable change. Um, it's family. We like to say family is the answer. It's the name of this podcast. Um, fam- we believe family is the answer because it's it's the answer that allows for generational change. It's the answer that stops the generational cycle. Yeah. So that's a little bit of you know the rationale for for how we came up with the name Generations Home. Um, we wanted something that people who we've locked arms with today and in the future, this movement that you were talking about, to be able to get it right away. We're all about generations and we're all about families. And, you know, it was a very difficult process of (laughs) landing on a name. I'm sure other founders or people who started businesses or nonprofits would would, would identify with us. It was uh, a lot of arguing and discussions and like, no, I don't think so, but a lot of opinions. But I think when you landed, <laughs> someone came up with generation. Why don't you share a little bit about that process? I mean, I think it was wrestling over the name and several meetings going back and forth and then landing on one. And then at one meeting, having to like buy the website and be like, I don't know if that's it <laughs> yeah. or someone not being able to settle. And I think when we landed on Generations Home um, and it, it was actually an idea that that showed up at that meeting where we were trying to finally nail it. It was a new idea that was put on the table. And once it landed, it was like everybody was happy to jump ship. And it just felt right. We just knew it was right. And I'm just so grateful because 
as we've shared the name with with people that know us and people that have worked with us and have seen our work, witnessed our work, they just I think it seems to resonate with a lot of people and they say, you know, it just makes so much sense. I love the name and we hope you guys love it too. Um, but I think this idea of generations home, it's bringing children into the generations where they can truly, truly, truly be home. Because like I mentioned, children's homes are not the finish line. We really need family as the answer, family to be on the response end of this crisis. And just a rundown again of our work and what that looks like. Our work remains the same. We are excited about where we're going and seeing that work expand. But, you know, we're still about preserving families, preserving families through our pregnant women in crisis program um, by supporting pregnant women who are vulnerable, who are at risk for abandoning um, their children, trafficking their children. We want to work very closely with them to see if we can actually preserve that family, prevent a child from becoming orphaned in the first place. And then there's also building families, which you know very well we do through our child placing agency. Um, we are licensed to place children um, currently in the national capital region. Um, and we're journeying with several families who are, who are hopeful about adoption and foster care being part of their story. And then we talk about strengthening families. Strengthening families is something we do um, in an attempt to have healthier adoptions all across the board, right? We want to be able to work in um, equipping, work towards equipping families to create a strong, healthy culture of adoption within their families and within their communities. And lastly, restoring families. And this is, I think, where we're headed. Yeah. Um, one of the things that's been on my heart for a long time is that one of the reasons that children get left in institutional care for a long time is because there's always the opportunity for that child to maybe be reunified with family. Um, but there's not enough um, that we're doing to make sure that a reunification can happen successfully um, in a way that is still in the best interest of the child. And so, you know, restoring families is something we hope to continue to um, explore and eventually move into. So there's a lot there's a lot happening. And I think there's a lot of exciting things to expect from Generations Home moving forward. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about on the branding side? Is there anything you want to touch on? I think we covered it. Really the story we knew Generations was a little bit on the, the naming. Um, we were, as a team, we, we knew Generations had to be in the name. Yeah. But we wanted something memorable, um, something that would resonate with people who, who are in our team, but also in this movement we're talking about for people to be able to lock arms with us. For us, Generations really represents um, the rigor of the work that, that we, we do. We want to think long-term. We want to think sustainability. We want to think, how do we scale this? <laughs> we also wanted to bring in the idea of um, of um, the authenticity of really the work that we do and the team. Right. Um, and I think that's where home, I think it was a nice balance when someone came up with the idea of the two words put together. Um, it just sat right with us. Um, I think the first people who needed to get it was, of course, our team. And uh, what do you think of the name, Chloe? She just needs a hug. Okay. And I think this picture is really where the home comes in. Yeah, and I think, you know, around the name Generations Home, one of the things that a lot of people have asked us is, or, or people have observed about our work and especially at our events, it's like, hey, there's a lot of young people in the room, which is not typ typical as, um, you know, for for 
orphan crisis like um, nonprofit organizations yeah. and stuff like that. And when it comes to that work, because <clears throat> the assumption is that oh, I'm, I'm guessing you reach out to families who care about adopting or fostering and not young people who are in college or we actually had a few high school volunteers. I mean, it was really encouraging to see so many young people there. And I think it's helping everybody understand that we all have a part to play. There's everyone is required to respond to this, not to us, but I mean, I think if you consider yourself a Christian and you believe that um, you can live out your faith in a way that makes sense to the world, um, we are called to respond to the orphan. Um, and so it's just really exciting to see various generations also playing their part in responding yeah. to the orphan crisis. I like how you, you mentioned the various generations. When it comes to the visual branding of it, um, I think what what we wanted was not something that, was, that felt detached um, from the perspective of young people. As Karina mentioned, um, we wanted the young people to also be able to rally around um, the vision and the mission and, and what we were trying to do. Um, we mentioned it's a multi-generational crisis that requires a multi-generational response. Yeah. Um, and we didn't want to alienate um, young people who, who would really be the next generation, who would really take this work forward. Um, so from the start, um, in thinking of the name and the visual, the positioning of, 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 of our branding, we wanted to make sure that the young, young people um, could really embrace embrace the vision yeah. that we have. Um, so you know the the look, the logo, um, everything. We tried to strike that balance where young people could embrace it, but you know the government could trust it at the same time. So so that's a little bit about you know um, the rationale and, and how we came up with with the current name and and the, the branding of it yeah well what some of you guys don't know little side note commercial break is that actually john is an expert in brand and marketing and the agency that he runs studio impact was responsible for all of our branding and so it's just been really exciting because we've been able to work so closely in landing on a name um and a visual brand that we hope resonates with everybody that's out there and i mean it goes far beyond just you know, our logo and stuff like that. But you're going to see it now on our new website, generationshome.org. We invite you to check that out. I also want to take the time to plug our new corporate video, um, which is now online as well. We're very, very excited about this video because it really just, I feel, touches the heart and at, at the same time um, resensitizes us. Yes. Um, I think, you know, that's something I've been realizing is that for the Filipino audience, um, a lot of us require this process of being resensitized right. to this issue. And so we hope this video does <clears throat> that for, for everybody that sees it. If you haven't checked it out yet, please do make sure you watch this video and share it with the people that you know, um, because our hope is that people's hearts would really be awaken to the needs around us when it comes to caring for vulnerable children. So you can find that on our website, generationshome.org. We also would like to invite you to follow us on Facebook and on Instagram. Um, you can find us as Generations Home and you'll be able to just connect with our content and the different, the different um, news stuff that we have out there. Also a quick reminder as we wrap up, um, for those of you who want to visit our office, um, which we're recording this at, um, you guys are most welcome to drop by. However, I will ask you guys to drop us an email. Let us know if you want to do that because, you know, apart from security issues and stuff like that, 
Um, I mean, security checks and needing to let the building know not the team isn't here every day. Um, and the people that you're looking for might not be here on the days that you drop by. And so we will require you to make an appointment before coming to visit. Um, as much as we'd love to see you guys, we want to make sure we don't miss you. Um, and it's happened a couple of times. I'm so sorry. Um, but yeah, that's what's new at Rohe Foundation now known as Generations Home. Um, no need to worry, you can call us by both names and we're gonna take our time to transition till everybody gets refamiliarized yeah. with our brand. And um, we invite you guys to stay tuned for more content from us coming up. Be sure to be checking out our website and our socials to stay connected. Um, but yeah, that's it for today. Uh, this has been Karina. And I'm John. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining me. This has been great. We'll catch you guys again on another episode of the Family is the Answer podcast. That was the Family is the Answer podcast by Generations Home, powered by Podcast Network Asia. Learn more about ending the orphan crisis and fueling our work through our website, generationshome.org. You can also find us on social media. We're generations.home.connect on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. If you found this podcast helpful, please leave us a rating so more people can find it too. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you at our next episode. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.